Welcome to Turd Polisher, the podcast where we yum your yuck. Our guest today is a very talented musician and songwriter. He's been in many a band, such as Fine Points. Sleepy Sun. And Cash Pony. His current project goes by the name his parents gave him. He's a lover of songs and a hater of one in particular, my friend, Owen Adair Kelly. Owen! Thank you. Woo! Sweet. He does usually do the... Yeah, yeah, that's a cool sound. Um, hey, well, thanks for uh, joining Navid and myself on, on this journey tonight. And um, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your least favorite song is? Uh, my least favorite song is Tempted by Squeeze. Tempted by the fruit of another. Tempted, but the truth is discovered. Mm. Mm. Dude, yeah. you guys have heard it, right? You, you know what I'm saying? I think everyone's heard it. Everyone's heard the uh, song, right? You I guys it, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gave it a listen about 30, maybe well, an hour ago, and it was horrific. It's mm. still bad. Even, yeah. I just listened to it recently, too, just to refresh my memory on it. Yeah. Yeah. When you first mentioned the song, I thought, I don't know that song. Then I listened to it. I was like, oh, of course I know this song. And I thought, that's not so bad, that song. And I listened to it. I said, oh, I see. This is not so great. <laughs> There's some elements to it that are, yeah, you're kind of yeah. like, oh, wait, I get it. <laughs> I, well... Uh, I mean, I have some feelings and some thoughts, but I guess before we get into ours, like, what's up? Why do you hate this song so much? You know, I just, I feel like I just remember hearing it on the radio, just like it came on, you know, years ago at some point. And it just had that, like that production. It was like sort of pristine and like cheesy and generic or something like that. And then just like it's the vocal delivery. That's probably the main thing is the vocal delivery. God, it's maybe cringe, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, uh, <laughs> it's. Well, I mean, it's bad. It's. Uh, well, let me let me start with saying what I thought was kind of good about it because that'll be a yeah. little shorter. Shorter. <laughs> the part that I thought was kind of cool. There's that one moment where it's like a low voice where it kind of sounds like Frank Zappa, where he's like, oh, do 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 do. Yeah, there's yeah. like the second verse. It sounds like each member of the band takes a like a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, honestly, I think that was like that really like nailed it home for me. Like it was bad, and then as I kept hearing the song, that happened, and I, again, maybe it was at the time, and and it's like years ago, it was more opinionated or something. But at the time, I was like, ah, oh, God, that is horrible. I hate how he did that. The low voice, and then. I just thought it was so cheesy. <laughs> it is. It, no, it's a bad. It's a. It it seems to be like it was written by someone that kind of like, and I mean this in no disrespect to someone in the situation, but English wasn't their first language maybe. Like, do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like it was like practice, like it, or like when you were learning, like in high school, if you took Spanish, like you write a song in Spanish and you're stumbling with conjugation and, and hmm. how does this language sort of work? And like, yeah, there's, there's certain things that they're saying and the ways they choose to say them where I'm getting really confused. Like uh, something about, I grab my shoes and a case. New shoes and a case. And you, you think, is that a case for his shoes? Right. I don't know. It's right. a very, com- I don't know what's going on in this song. And yeah, I read the lyrics again today. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I, I was missing the point or something like that. I'm going to hit us with some song facts here before we go too much deeper. I think it'll help with our uh, conversation that we're having. So. The song is Tempted by Squeeze, as we mentioned. It is written by the band Glenn Tilbrook and Chris Difford are the main songwriters. Yeah. And they were lauded as, you know, of course, the next Lennon McCartney. 
yeah. as they are from England and were coming to some prominence in the early 80s. <laughs> this song was released in 1981. It was produced by Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he is one of the voices. I think he does the low voice oh, in the second verse. Really? Oh, okay, funny. Yeah. So interesting about this song is Glenn Tilbrook is the usual lead singer for Squeeze. And he's like the uh, guitar player and everything. But they had brought in a new keyboardist, Paul Carrick, and he sang the lead vocal on this song because they felt that it fit his voice best. And that was Elvis Costello's recommendation that he sings it. Tilbrook says that he's like, at first he's like, oh, like, no, I'm the lead singer. But then he eventually heard Paul Carrick's delivery and was like, no, okay, that was the right call. (laughs) Carrick had just joined the band because the previous keyboardist was Jules Holland. Right. Who went on to have like a long career as a late night talk show in the UK. Yeah. The original version of the song, they said, was more ELO-like. The production, the delivery, and then Costello recommended that they did a more, like, Temptations take on it, which is why they do the kind of, like, switch-off vocals, the high and the low parts. Right. So they uh, made it more of a Blue-Eyed Soul-style song. That old Blue-Eyed Soul. (laughs) old Blue-Eyed Soul. (laughs) So the song peaked at number 49 on the Billboard Hot 100. It is not their highest charting song. Their highest charting song is a song called Hourglass, which peaked at 15 and then 8535937. Peaked at number 32. In the UK, they, their <laughs> songs like were top five right. all the time. Really big in the UK. So, What's that really one? Big is in the, UK. the phone number? Is that the deal? It's or? just the phone number. Yeah, 853-5937. The song that was number one the week that this peaked was Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. My endless love. Which is like a real soupy uh, oh, yeah, love that's ballad. Real soupy. Yeah. My love, yeah. my love. My yep. endless love. That's beautiful, you two. Yeah, we did that, did, that, did that cool. sync up on oh, your I end? Know. Yeah. Little I had a little latency uh, on my end. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lyrics were, quote, written in a cab on the way to Heathrow. I just wrote down what I saw and how I felt as you warmed our way through the traffic. I also must have anticipated a good time on tour, as the chorus suggests. That's so and perfectly explains the lukewarmness of this song. Just so uninspired, so fucking yeah, just like, naming shit. Got yeah. my toothbrush, my toothpaste, Great. A flannel for my face, flannel for my face. Oh, wait. What is a flannel for one's face? Yeah, is that for shaving? Well, you see, with a towel. Any UK listeners, uh, please let us know what that means. Yeah, yeah, they're a British band, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's real common. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, flannel for your face. Of course, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah, that's not something we would uh, ever say. I'd have a flannel for my waist, like tie it around my waist. Yeah, tie it around your waist. That's like, if if they said that, I'd be like, totally, flannel for your waist. I get it. But flannel for the face, that's a different thing. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing, yeah, some kind of uh, towel to wipe your face off. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Uh, This song, the uh, whole like, it was supposed to sound like Temptations? Is that what you said? That's like, there's like, they wanted it to be like a Temptation style thing. So like okay, that's your concept. The execution is horrible. It's it's horrible. <laughs> they it didn't want to. Yeah. They they weren't like we are going to go straight temptations because they're like that would be a little too like I don't know inappropriate or something like that. Or yeah, maybe inappropriate. Like okay, we're blue. We're definitely doing like a blue eyed soul thing, but let's not try to like sound like we are the temptations straight up because they're too like they're the temptations are already like on their like own platform. Yeah, I mean it sounds like a Muppet singing or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's so weird. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Paul Schaefer. Well, I, I I know what's wrong with you. I happen to know what is wrong with you. You know, his voice, yeah. like, the way he talks. That's kind of how yeah. this guy sings. The song was in a uh, Gap commercial also. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like this is a yeah. song you hear in commercials. Maybe that's also where I've heard it and, and was like, yeah. oh, that fucking song again. It just feels like kind of like an omnipresent song. Yeah. yeah. Which is why, like, you know, like you, you just hear like, like an instrumental version and then like the chorus hits. So it's like, okay, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm, but then yeah. when you really sit down with it, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of uh, my least favorite song on record, which is Steve Miller Band's The Joker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where you're just kind of listening. It's like, what is happening here? It just kind of like is an ambling song where 
nothing exciting happens. Yeah. And this is four minutes long. Right. Which is my main beef with it. Yeah, I mean, because if I heard the instrumental, I would never know what the hell this was. It doesn't, it doesn't, Mm -hmm. there's nothing really sticking out about it, to be honest. Yeah. I guess I was going to say the other like positive thing that kind of jumped out to me that I, well, I found interesting was like something happens with the, like the root note. It almost like it gives you like the sense that there's a key change somewhere Mm -hmm. near the chorus. I kind of like that. How it kind of like. It does kind of like a major minor like switch here and there. Yeah. I hear that too. Yeah. That yeah. moment's actually pretty pretty interesting musically. That's like the one moment where I was like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. I, I'm like, oh, here comes the key change. And then it doesn't, but it's sort of like. Yeah, to me, it kind of sounds like it has, like they have like a chord progression that they're kind of looping, but it's kind of like maybe at an odd length. Like instead of it just being like a four bar progression, it's like six. And then so when it loops, it's kind of like in a sort of a, somewhat awkward place or something like that and awkward in a good way in a good way to me anyway yeah that that is kind of fascinating and you know again you got to give uh props to squeeze in general kind of going in that direction like they are a really good band and have other good songs and are kind of like what navi was saying like they were kind of like being put up as like the next lennon mccartney or something like that yeah those two dudes because they can write songs listening to their other songs i've heard a lot of them and i like them yeah i just never realized it was the same band I was going to say, based on this song alone, I would be very surprised to hear that they are considered to be the next Lennon and McCarthy. Yeah. (laughs) McCarthy. (laughs) This is something I do on this podcast. I call him McCarthy. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a callback to another episode, but I can't say McCartney. Lennon and Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, exactly. Jenna and McCarthy. Jenna. (laughs) Jenna McCarthy. Big uh, singled out fans over here. Yep. MTV singled out. Electra and McCarthy, just masters. <laughs> yeah. Hosting dating shows. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Uh, what's his name? Chris Hardwick, mm-hmm. who became a further celebrity, was the host of that show. Before that, wasn't he in Boy Meets World? Wasn't he the older brother in Boy Meets World? Or am I no, he's not. Uh, I can but... see that, though, because they had that same part in the middle hairstyle. That was classic of that time. For sure. Are you ready for this? There was an episode of Boy Meets World where Eric, the older brother, goes on singled out. <laughs> and <laughs> and they like like they compliment each other's look oh. as, as a as a wink and a nod. I that's miss so, that. That's so funny. I'm that is yeah, so funny. I just Will Friedel, I believe, is how you say his last name, huh. was the older brother in Boy Meets World. <laughs> Wow. Interesting. I'm available for any other Boy Meets World questions you might have. <laughs> I've recently rewatched the entire show. No oh, way, really? you did. <laughs> yeah, Dang, early that's uh, early cool. pandemic. Man, yeah. So again, I- I'm I'm getting this like familiar feeling about this song mm-hmm. as we've had with some other songs. As that lukewarm quality I was talking about, I got it right away. We're sort of just like we're changing the subject a lot. We're not on purpose. We're dodging it. We're not talking. About, you know what I mean? We're talking about Boy Meets World for crying out loud. When this boy meets world. We're talking about Singled Out. Who remembers? Yeah. Who, who even remembers that show we're talking about? The three of us do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll do my best to keep us on track here. Um, Thank you, Gabe. It's worth saying too, Owen, because I know you on a personal level, you mm-hmm. love songs. You are, I mean, one of my friends that yeah. not not only can you play any song without ever having had to learn it, you, but you <laughs> you can you can appreciate songs, which I really I really um. I, I'm not going to say envy or even I, I appreciate that you're yeah. that kind of person. And I have a couple other friends like that. Um, we'll bleep their names out, but their names are Tony and Derek. I think that's great. And mm-hmm. I also find it that much more interesting that you dislike mm-hmm. this song because yeah. it, your record is pretty clean. Otherwise, you know what I mean? Like you, you're, ba- <laughs> you're basically like there's something good about all songs, the craft of writing it, even if it's not your favorite song, you, you can appreciate it. And so I like that you don't appreciate it. <laughs> this one yeah yeah i guess on with this song too honestly i can i suppose i can see why it's like a uh hit song or a popular song you know it, it does have a real definable hook you know it's got the structure and all that stuff so the hook brings you back yeah loose traveler love it oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. I'm sorry. Um, I would wager that most people don't know the verses. This is a this is a chorus song. Tempted. Yes, tempted. Yeah, definitely a chorus Not song. Hook. People just are like, oh yeah, because we were talking about this song earlier, and and I was like, oh, tempted by squeeze, and they're like, I don't know that song, and you're like, 
tempted by the fruit and they're like oh yeah that song so absolutely sure. yeah definitely a chorus song definitely a chorus yeah. song. if you start trying to be like you know uh i got a flannel for my sh- for my face <laughs> yeah. they'd be like absolutely now i have even less idea what you're talking about right. yeah yeah it's like one of those ones where you would pick like for karaoke and then you're shocked by the verses you're like wait yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this <laughs> so my main two i guess gripes with this song I guess they're both actually kind of drum related. One is, I mentioned this to you the other day, Gabe. Half with his song, there's a couple of really aggressive crash cymbals. Oh, interesting. That really take me out of, wow. out of it, even if I was never in it to begin with. That's funny. I can't, uh, yeah, you yeah. have to point that out to me. I'm uh, not aware yeah, of I'll that. Yeah, I'll play a clip of it. And then just the overall tempo of the song mm-hmm. or like the groove of it is so boring to me yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's four minutes long it's like just slow enough it's just yeah it's like it's not slow enough it's not fast enough and yeah. it, it's just like a kind of a straight four four beat and it doesn't really like there's no feel to it and they're kind of going for this soul yeah like a soul song and it just doesn't have any yeah yeah it doesn't it's yeah. it's so white you yes. know, it's so just like glass of milk. Yeah, the, the lukewarm is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, exactly. That tempo is just like somewhere between fun and asleep. There's no spikes of emotion at all in this song. There's no emotion yeah. really to it. And to even like say like this is a soul song, like, well, it has no soul. It's a soulless, <laughs> it's a soulless yeah. piece of music. Again, I admittedly don't really know Squeeze, but it sounds like based on your description of them, they have songs that are a lot more alive than this. And this is probably them really trying to kind of choke it and kind of make like a real pop hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like, uh, like David said, the original vibe they were going for like an ELO or like, that's how it was kind of going initially. And then they decided to go with the more temptations route. Obviously it's like the feel of like, boom, ding, 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 ding. I don't know. Is that very temptations-y or like Motown? I'm not no. really sure. Uh, I did my yeah. um, 10 seconds of research or whatever. And uh, yep. 10 seconds of research. It's basically just the, the organ part that's sort of yeah. ripped from the temptations. Like what I read was like they took the organ part. They sort of like it's like an homage or something. Uh, mm. I think too, like, okay, first of all, ELO fucking rules. Yes. How was this like ELO? Like there's nothing going on musically, really. Like there's a couple of moments where there's like, Okay, okay, a little keyboard part comes in. It's like, do 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 or something. But like, right. The other thing I'll say, now that I got off my chest how much I love ELO, is that yeah. I really like, I'm not all of it, but I really like and respect Elvis Costello a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a younger version of me would be like, oh, Elvis Costello produced it. That means he wanted to produce it. Right. I think me now as an adult, I'm like, that's probably like a job he was doing where they're like, do you want to produce this? And he was like, okay, yeah, I guess. Like, it doesn't sound like he was like in it. It almost sounds like yeah. when he's doing that Frank Zappa voice thing, he straight up making fun of what they're doing (laughs) right so um i think they were for this whole album of theirs which was called east side story yeah they brought in like a few different producers who were like either the contemporaries or worked in the same genre that they liked yeah that's interesting i like and respect uh, elvis costello too but it's it's probably more so the like this year's model type of stuff Like, you know, his first couple records that are also like that kind of tight, driving, borderline punk. Yeah. New wave kind of style. Yeah. The attractions era. The attractions era stuff. Yeah. Same. That's like, I mean, so good. It's great. Yeah. And so you make that connection like, oh, of course, yeah, he could produce Squeeze and that would be really cool. But they somehow settled on this song. Yeah. And you know what? They love this song. I'm sure it's their biggest. It's their most popular song now. It like wasn't a hit at the time, but it's become the most popular. Yeah. And I'm sure they've made a lot of money from this song being in a ton of commercials and movies yeah Yeah, i mean i guess it sort of just filled a gap in culture right guys because because in that gap commercial oh my god it filled the gap Hmm. fell into the gap i mean it just it just sort of like was the last guy awake at the party it's just sort of like hung around in people's subconscious enough to be like what squeeze i know tempted by the fruit of another i don't know any other squeeze song yeah it's probably the only like squeeze song that people know and they don't know it's by squeeze right okay so what about covering this song Clearly, tempo's got to change. Tempo, yeah. I mean, the fact that they had like a ELO influence vibe, that's what I would kind of want to explore or like that's a good direction to go in because, yeah, that's way more fun than Blue Eyed Soul. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. your hair, your hair, Owen, is very ELO. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm feeling No, he like looks Jeff like Jeff Lynn. Lynn for sure. We, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, 
along with just like the kind of cool sounds. Yeah, or Jeff Lynn of ELO. Yeah, he gets some interesting, mm-hmm. uh, like he gets those kind of cool big drum sounds and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tons of like interesting orchestration. Yeah, that'd be a fun project to try. I, I had the same thought as soon as you told me it was ELO mm-hmm. was the original inspiration. I was like, ooh. I know. All, all I can really think of like is like I'm the progression of Tempted, but like to the beat or something of Mr. Blue Sky. You know what I mean? Right. Which is kind of just like a faster Tempted or in a way as far as that feel. Yeah. If Tempted is like, dun, 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 it'd be like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that could be cool. I mean, I I say this every time, but my immediate hesitancy as far as keeping the same progression is that Mm -hmm. you may not, it may not save it. I hear you totally. If it was a different progression, but kind of kept, you know, like where it has that piano line where it's like, yeah, that might that little motif might still be kind of cool on the piano, like or. It didn't even have to be on the piano, but like on something, still going din, 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 with maybe like, I don't know, maybe a slightly more like ominous downward progression, mm-hmm. something like that. I could hear that. Yeah. What you were doing, that sounds like hot time, summer in the city. Is hot town, summer in the city, back on my neck, getting dirty and gritty. <laughs> that's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like. Yeah, totally. Well, that's kind of like the same progression. It's like boom, dun, 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 dun. It's like one of the most classic, yeah, progressions. I even, I feel like there's like a name for that progression. I like it's like one of those devices, like that walk down mm-hmm. is used in so many pop songs. It's like hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, Jack. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the hit the road, Jack. Yeah, exactly. So it seems like everyone's like, cool, ELO, but just for, for good measure, is there, are there any other directions we should tr- talk about perhaps trying if ELO just doesn't work? I mean, we don't have to. What if we do, we go the opposite direction of what we've been talking about and do like a real pretty finger-picked guitar. That could be fun. Two-voice yeah. harmony. Like, um, <laughs> like Homeward Bound or something. Homeward Bound. Like Homeward Bound, like um, because remember that band Kings of Convenience. I lose some sales and my boss won't be happy, but I can't stop listening to the sound. It's like a real soft because it's kind of a vulnerable song. Yeah, that's fair. You enough. know, it's like this person's in theory, this person's you know going on a trip and they're being tempted by it's about infidelity. Yeah, that is a similar concept to Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound is kind of like coming home from tour. <laughs> Yeah. Rather than like about to go on tour. Right. Dude, my brain just fucking exploded. Like, is this the antithesis of Homeward Bound? <laughs> yeah, like, this is opposite Homeward Bound. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Excited to go on tour. I mean, you got Garfunkel hair too. I mean, while we're on the subject. You, you do? <laughs> Man, if I could, if only I could sing like Art Garfunkel, then I'd be totally killing it. And we've also never done a song like that, is the thing yeah. for this podcast. That'd be fun That's to a try. Self- I, I mean, like, yeah. I like playing finger styly acoustic yeah. and electric uh i like doing that style and it's always fun to try and i'm happy to do gar garfunkel you know the highs that's my thing you'll yeah. do the highs uh get yeah, those high harms chicken parms as we say in the biz mm, delish yeah <laughs> those chicken parms are real nice I, I i mean i don't know i like i like all these ideas but i, I like mm-hmm. the uh the soft idea the pretty idea too yeah the soft idea is cool because yeah it's like not what i was i was sort of thinking faster mm-hmm weirder production but like yeah. that mm-hmm. would be a totally depart a total departure making it more finger styly and like pretty that's interesting it's one of those things too where like we're honoring the lyrics obviously and if we change the phrasing it could be over any progression that was pretty mm-hmm. you know you you can incorporate that chromatic or i mean the, not chromatic but the you know the, the stray cat strut progression in there if you want or you don't have to it would still be it's still tempted if we Squeeze those lyrics in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. 
That's fun. Oh, and you want to just kind of like twinkle around on your um, six string or 12 string or whatever until, and if you find like a progression you're into, just kind of send us a little demo or something or. Yeah, I can do that. I kind of like the idea of trying to keep the melody, like not changing the melody, but again, mm-hmm. like kind of tweaking the harmony so that hopefully it, it enhances the melody. Because I don't think any of us dislike the melody. But the delivery of the song is not great. Right. But the melody, like we were saying, does some cool stuff with the kind of like the major and the minorness yeah. of the yeah. song. So there's some interesting things there in the melody. Yeah, totally. Yeah, maybe we can lean into that a little bit more, like use yeah. that a little bit more. Totally. You know, that interesting kind of yeah. like the changing the root note to make it a little more pretty. Mm-hmm. Here and there, you can keep, yes. keep the melody the same, but it's over slightly more sophisticated root notes, I guess. Yeah, and also ultimately, like if and if and when we're done, <laughs> if we ever finish this project, if we ever finish this, if and, this ever and gets you finished. and and you like it, Owen, you know, it's saved to you. Then then we've done our 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 job. So we've polished this turd. So yeah, I guess that's a great place to go from here. You just want to like could do like a real like European electronic. <laughs> Do hostage. Uh, I knew it. Do, do, sh- do, yeah, just make the melody totally monotone, like no inflection at all. I bought a toothbrush, some toothpaste, a Damn. flannel for my face. <laughs> you know what? That's actually. <laughs> yeah. Flannel, my face. I'm loving that too. Pajamas, a hairbrush, new shoes, a case. That is fucking awesome. And actually, that would be like at least pretty fun and. Yeah, hilarious. That would be the funniest version. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I don't know if it would necessarily be a turd polishing. It'd just be like another kind of different turd. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> a funny turd. A yeah. funny turd is, would be that version. I kind of love that though. Yeah. Well, maybe Navid, you should demo out the Duhasmish kind of version. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could all kind of take a drink. I can do it. Yeah. And, and meet somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where we go with this. I, I love all these ideas. So I think yeah. this, because of the lukewarm quality of the song, brings it's so like malleable and 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 sort of like Mm -hmm. it is sort of like this perfect piece of clay with which to sculpt you can go you could pull it in any direction and it's going to be better than it is (laughs) so which is cool because it's because like you're right like it is sort of like you know what i mean like the the progression's not offensive. The melody's not offensive. It's just sort of the way it was put together that just doesn't really work but any one of those pieces stretch another direction could actually be totally pretty mm-hmm. totally for sure interesting so yeah yeah at least more interesting more fun well i mean in all seriousness it's to it's to to help you owen i mean we want to help your relationship with this this piece of music mm-hmm. get better you know so yeah so when you hear it, you can be like oh this song sucks but check out this do host version that my friends and i did <laughs> this rules <laughs> you know i'm just really i'm just thinking more and more of the do host version is going to be the way yeah. to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> flannel for my face yeah. <laughs> tooth but then what's the chorus the chorus has to have Paced. some melody to it tempted by the fruit of another I, <laughs> it's just do host it's but... really easy to hear that i'm i'm, I'm by tempted by but the truth was discovered what's been going on <laughs> now that you have gone <laughs> tempted <laughs> But we still like use the organ sample. <laughs> yes. We'll keep the organ. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Okay, well, great. Thanks, Owen, so much for doing this with us. And uh, yeah, these are all great ideas. And uh, I look forward to hearing everybody's ideas. And uh, yeah, thanks, Navid. And I love you guys. See you later. Bye. See you later. Thanks so much. I'm ready. Hello. Welcome back. Ah, uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. Owen, Gabe, Navid, we're back. The Tempted Crew. How we doing? How you feeling? This one, this was uh, efficient. Was it efficient? I don't know how the other ones have gone down. Clearly you don't. This one was very efficient. Dang, that's awesome. I People, I don't want to brag, but I feel like when I record something or and send it to someone they're like dang that's super great and super efficient so i'm like i don't know maybe i'm just a very efficient person <laughs> you are and um i'm not shocked at all although let's get into the you know the nitty-gritty of what went down here um yeah for sure because i think we set off to sort of do like we had some ideas we had some big ideas i was supposed to do a 
Elvis Costello and the attractions kind of style one yes. of these, which I did not even do. Um, right. We're like, that's just actually a lot of work. That's so much work. I was working on my. I was trying to get it, but you have to have really tight and like tasteful drumming, uh, bass playing, keyboard playing. And we knew that was out of the question with this gang. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not not happening. Tight and tasteful? I don't think so. Right. Uh, (laughs) I don't think so. Opinionated, maybe. Tasteful, not so much. Not so much. Uh, Yeah, so I didn't even do that. But um, y'all did some stuff. Oh, and you were kind of trying to go like sad acoustic or something i wasn't even really like specifically going for sad acoustic i think we just sort of decided like okay like gabe try to tackle elvis costello or like the jam style and then navid was going to do like rammstein style <laughs> and then i was going to do Simon and garfunkel style right but, okay. and i just did it but so i've i feel like i had sort of the easiest one i don't know i can like do like finger style guitar so i was like uh, uh that's just what i did <laughs> yeah well yeah so you did one and then navid did a wonderful Rammstein style. Tempted by the fruit of another. Tempted, but the truth is discovered. Yeah. That was really cool, and I, I, I almost want to do at some point just a, still do that. <laughs> just do a double polish on the turd. Yes. Yeah. Second We're polish, have a, second a, coat. A B-sides record for sure. Like we have oh, a lot of great. like unused gems right but but anyway we didn't use that we went with your kind of original direction owen which ended up being sort of i mean it ended up being more simon and garfunkel but at first it didn't really sound so much simon and garfunkel i don't know what it sounded like but it was very like it was great so you sent like finger picking guitar Like vocals, right? Right, right. Because I did like the Elliot Elliot Smith idea. Just... Sort of like his production style is cool and kind of you know Beatlesy like doubled vocals, doubled vocals, cool sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, you. It sounded like you were definitely aiming for like either or era Elliot Smith. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's like. Can't sing anything like him or whatever. But you had like a high, like a high. I did, uh, yeah, I did an octave higher and then an octave lower. I bought a toothbrush, some toothpaste, a flannel for my face. I think I've, I've done that a few times on like my own recordings and I and in other songs I've heard that and I always kind of like how that sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, Unison's cool too, but for whatever reason I tried that, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I thought it sounded cool. And then my response to that was to then layer like a ton of other fumble for the clock harmonies like this seduction to make it way more like um wish that you would stop more simon and garfunkel mamas and the papas or something it's got that kind of like music our dads listen to in the car or something quality to it you know like did some nice backups yeah oh thank you i did some some fun backups that definitely like changed it a bit and made it a little more layered and atmospheric or something and then i guess we thought it could use bass although it sounds like navid what was your experience trying bass I just feel like it wasn't really adding anything to the song, especially, I think we should maybe talk about the drums first, because sure. we went through a couple of different iterations with yep. the drums, right? That's a fine deflection, absolutely. I'm happy to yeah. talk about that. Deflected! I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, yeah, yeah, I actually, like, Owen had the idea of doing, you know, like, speed trials. <laughs> Elliot Smith's speed trial style drum, right? Where it's just sort of like, pat Oh, yeah, because I remember you, uh, we were in the practice space and you did, uh, what was the beat you did originally? And it sounded good, like it was a good beat. It was more kind of like shuffly or something like that. Yeah, I did like a brush. Yeah, yeah. It was very much more Simon and Garfunkel, like Mrs. Robinson. Kind of. Right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of shuffle. And for whatever reason, I I was like, no, nah, let's just uh, keep it like, I guess, pretty simple, yeah, or like more just like. So then I went back in the studio alone without you just fucking telling me what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, actually, it was funny, you know. I, I tried to do a, just a layer of kick drum, you know, it was like douche, 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 and it's yeah. actually for whatever reason, I'll just be uh, real with you, was really hard to do like. Doo, 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 
dude kick drum for the whole duration of the song right and i i felt like my kick drum was too attacky sounding I wanted a little bit more of like, you know, like Irish folk songs will have that sort of like kettle drum or something where it's like, yeah, they're just banging on some big drum. Yeah, I wanted more of that. And I thought I could get the better closer to that sound if I use like a mallet on my floor tom. So I did that instead. I got the sound that I was looking for. I layered some shaker. On there yeah, too. Yeah, the shaker was nice. I think that's base. Oh, and then I did another like pass of me kind of using mallets on cymbals, mm-hmm. which I sort of, at least in my demo of it, I I mix pretty quietly, just so there's sort of like some, sh- you know, washy, random atmospheric cymbal swelling going on. Yes, that was nice. Yeah, and that was that's it. I mean, that's all I did, right? And then, so then bass, yeah. So then bass, I tried bass and given the kind of simple rhythm section, you know, it's just, you're keeping a a steady beat. I tried like playing a bass line and it sounded ridiculous. Oh, funny. And so then I just followed the, you know, the the lower strings of the, the guitar finger styling. Yeah. And I just, it wasn't adding anything to the song, having the bass there. Uh, yeah. So I thought it just felt more organic to leave it without the bass and not try to just cram it in there for the sake of having it. I just liked the sound and it made it sound more like a little older with mm. like not having any low end in there. Yeah, oh, that's really. Cool. And then I did end up adding just a l- very tiny bit of little synth keyboard flute. Uh, I am. Yeah. On the choruses? Uh, in the choruses. And again, that is just following the the root notes, but in a higher register. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just more of a texture thing. It got a little crunchy with some of the harmonies. Yes. Because, yeah. yeah, there were some delicate. Is that the right way to put it? I would almost say precarious vocal <laughs> arrangements yeah. where, like, you know, they're going to need to be pitch-wise. If they're pitchy, it's going to be bad. Because, you, you know, mm-hmm. with the keyboard, you could really hear, like, the imperfections. <laughs> In my right. vocals, because the keyboard is very much in t- you know, it's very much in right. tune, right? There's yeah, like totally in tune. But this is it's an interesting experience because while it was a really efficient, it's almost like we tried to do some things and kind of went back a few times. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the perfect example is like in Elliot Smith Speed Trials. There's probably no bass in that. It's probably acoustic guitar and just drums. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just drums. Yeah, like acoustic guitar and drums. And, and there's not even any super strict. Not even kick drum. It's just snare and and right. ride cymbal. Right. So it's very yeah. high end. It's like lo-fi, but it's like there's no low. No actual lowness. <laughs> totally. So we sort of like accidentally honored that aspect of you know what I mean. Like we kind of picked some directions and sort of did some backdoor versions of you know what i mean we were we're heading towards them but we went a very strange route to get there and i think we got where we ended up was different than what i, I imagine us you know like when we were talking about the direction i was i wasn't sure this is what it was going to sound like but i i'm glad that it sounds like how it sounds i guess mm-hmm. um yeah but i mean is that it is that the the process basically i think uh i, I think yeah you just try to like go for an influence but you're gonna put your own weird spin on it anyway and that makes it a bit more original so that's cool yeah and yeah and i think it's like communicating to each other and be like oh maybe more like this like elliot smith or like whatever and we're kind of like okay yeah and we we steer towards it but it's actually it's nice that our personalities would jump through i mean navid's flute playing on this was insane (laughs) (laughs) yeah did you hear that that was incredible yeah i mean i can't i don't want to over Look, I don't want to ignore the fact that that um, Rammstein was just so good. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Navid's Rammstein demo was so good that it was like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, what is yeah. left to do? This is just this is done. You know what I mean? That was the feeling I got. I was like, well, okay, this is done, Navid. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be collaborative, and so it was like besides, we had to... besides the album. Yeah, of course. In the track one, that ha- it like has to happen. That we've talked about it too right. much. It's like uh, people are gonna be like, well, now I gotta hear the Rammstein version. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll play a little clip, but a teaser. Right, but cool. to feel to hear the full thing, you're gonna need to follow our Patreon or whatever. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. What else? Yeah, I feel like honestly, like it ended up being pretty true to the song as far as the uh, again the chord, like the harmonies, like pretty much identical. I think it's the, I think even did it in the same exact key. Yeah, I was gonna say I think of of all the covers we've done so far, this one is the truest to the original song. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. Yeah, and I'm just curious, like like you like I mean I like our cover. Yeah. I would assume you like it too. So like, yeah, just kind of like, I think, uh, I think I was trying to like change the harmony, change, change the melody right. and try some stuff. And then I was like, well, it's not actually going to be better than what, like, I don't know. You're already kind of like just working on the song you think is annoying anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so then you're like, I don't know. It's like stuck in your head or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe it was what we talked about previously is like so much of it is like the production of the song right. is what makes it the most cringeworthy just the like yeah the blue-eyed soul yeah-ness of it and so it was like yeah again playing the progression i was like oh this is actually pretty like when you just kind of strip it down and finger style on the acoustic guitar it's actually kind of a cool progression it <laughs> yeah. yeah the ways we changed it you know and we talked about like it was kind of a middle of the road quality to the song like it had been kind of compromised and mm-hmm. you know it's one of those kind of songs so those ones are always the most challenging i feel like to cover um because you want to pull it in one direction to some extreme but we changed it subtly and it's still something happens where i know it's pretty much the same but it in that way it it does a better job of eclipsing the original from my memory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't, I cannot mm-hmm. think of the original now, like h- how it goes without thinking of ours. So at least for me, that's nice. This wasn't my least favorite song, but it's like, it's definitely taken its place in like my, you know, the earworm catchiness part of my brain. When I think of like tempted now, I'm definitely hearing our version. So I wonder how that is for you, Owen. Like, does that, are you still carrying both? I still carry it with me, man. <laughs> 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 it's seared into me no i i guess uh i can still think of the original one and that's okay but uh it's refreshing i guess you could say like doing this and and seeing how we can see if we can actually polish this turd and yeah. being like oh yeah that's actually pretty cool what we do with it it's like a nice new version of the song that I would never like on my own cover you know what i mean it's kind of cool in that way you know what i mean being like hey, this actually came out pretty cool, even though you wouldn't necessarily think it would just from having to work on it or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we'd hope, we'd hope. One can only hope, but... Uh, yeah. Gives you an yeah. incentive to work on, uh, do something outside of your box, I guess, you know? I mean, it's been, we talked about it before, but, you know, like making something your own, like, you know, I'm a drummer. I, I play in plenty of bands and have, or it's like, oh, I mean, I've done cover sets of bands that I straight up hate, where I have to be like, wow, I have to like get in this i have to get in this and i have to be present in this and i have to find a way to make this fun and make this interesting and make this personal to me otherwise like yeah no one wants to see a musician that just doesn't want to be there like right. and that's so disrespectful to people that are at that show or people that are playing in that band and so i yeah i agree you know i do so much i do so much work to be like all right well fuck it i wouldn't i would make this decision but i'm i'm gonna fucking own this decision right now and so I feel like in covering these songs that we don't like, it's it's a really similar thing. It's just like, okay, I need to stretch a muscle that is perhaps not used very often. And that, I mean, that that's great because then you can use that muscle in other ways. Like, you know, in our own music or whatever, like, oh, especially for me, the thing that I would say I'm learning to use the most is like restraint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, I would never in a million years have done a drum beat that was one boom, 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 like shaker not a not a single drum fill in the whole song that's just not not how i am you know what i mean i know that's not how you roll and i love some i love some good fills of course we'll insert a few really cool drum fills right here (laughs) just the one and that's in uh two princes would be fine not need oh yes yeah it's like that intro fill is that a fill? You got it. Yeah, what do you call that? Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, it's not a fill. It's an. It's a drum intro. Yeah, you okay. know. Props to them for pulling off just a sick fill to be the start of a song. Right. 
Yeah, no, totally. I mean, usually bands will go for like a one, two, three, four. Or just like a beat, like when the levee breaks or something like that. Like the real solid beat. That's just a fill. Totally. So did anybody defend this song or anything? (laughs) Yeah, so I do have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. And, you know, there was, it was pretty split. On this song, one comment says, a commercial tune that shouldn't be allowed in any other context. <laughs> right. Meaning like it's in a commercial? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they use it for candy or like something sweet. It should never come on in, uh, on the radio, but it you'll hear it uh, at the grocery store. It's a jingle at this point more than it is an actual song. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's definitely like DMV rock. Like it's just playing right? some tiny speaker. <laughs> yeah. Song. This song comes on. Maybe that's the maybe that's yeah the kind of vibe of this song too. Now that we're like now I'm thinking about it again, and why yeah. why I chose it is it is yeah. that kind of song that come like you're at the DMV and you're annoyed, and then this song would come on the speaker and you're just like fuck. It compounds yeah. the whole feeling. Uh, and then one listener, Dank Zappa, says, "Jesus Christ, I like Squeeze, but I hate this song so much. It's nothing offensive on first listen, but the second time you are a bit annoyed." And you're hearing it again. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, that's pretty solid right there. That's like, right? I think it's a very good uh, depiction of it. Yeah. Yeah, because again, like, Squeeze is actually a pretty good band. Yeah. And yeah, you, you put the song on, you're like, seems like it should be a catchy melody and hook and stuff. But yeah, yeah. it just gets like more annoying as you keep listening to it. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I appreciate Dank Zappa's take on that too. Thank you, Dank. <laughs> yeah, that's our friend Dank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dank Zappa. That's cool. Okay, so with that being said, Owen, are you satisfied with the cover that we did of Tempted? Yeah, I'm pretty satisfied with it. Yeah, just listening to it and putting it on, it sounds like full and pretty like or like pretty like realized. Yeah, for sure. Or it's like, you know, it's like what uh what more do you need to do or like what else needs to really happen? If it's like if it's feeling good there then. Yeah, I mean maybe that's where they went wrong initially. Like they overdid it, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe if we had overdone it production-wise or instrument. Yeah, would it just been a, the, another tempted? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like maybe the simplicity is like maybe what made it it's less offensive now because it's just like, ah, it's just a sweet little ditty, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not a big deal. That's how we polished it. Yeah. That's the approach. I, I love the, uh, I guess I do appreciate the uh, kiss method more and more. Yeah. The, the, oh, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I was like, party all night long and party every day. What is it? I like <laughs> to think of kiss as keep it sexy, sexy. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's yeah. great. I love that. Thanks. Maybe overkill isn't always the best way to go. That's cool. What about you, Navid? How are you feeling? I mean, I think it turned out really nice. Yeah, it's, it's very pleasant now. And I feel like, I mean, especially you used, I thought I was using restraint, but but it takes restraint for you to say, you know, in all seriousness, for you to be like, I imposed myself onto this. I put myself into this. I played bass. I tried different kinds. You know, you tried. It's not like you didn't try. You didn't, you didn't half-ass it by any means. You, you really put yourself into it. It seems to me that you were saying this serves the song better if I actually just subtract what yeah. I did here for the most part. You just did some sweet flute and um, <laughs> it was enough, you know, like, which is, which is, yeah. I think that takes a huge amount of restraint and, and um, <laughs> you're certainly not in like a diva <laughs> coming right. out, you know, you're not like adding hella layers of yourself or anything. It's very like, ah, that's a mature, that's an emotionally, musically mature individual that makes a decision like that, I think. I did spend at least half an hour trying to find the right flute sound though so okay yeah <laughs> yeah it had to be that that exact flute was like that was the yeah. sound mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense well again it's not like you half-ass it by any means you just right. uh, <laughs> did the right thing for the you know use the right tool for the the job right so yeah. that's that's a wise a wise man's decision yeah it's interesting yeah besides just doing it finger styly is like trying to like yeah change the harmony or the melody mm-hmm. sometimes you're like are like inspired or have tons of imagination about a thing but i was like you know trying to i was like oh yeah tweak the tweak the melody and i just like wasn't really landing on anything ah, just just keep it how it is and we'll just make the uh the feel and the production the polishing of it yeah i mean it doesn't always have to be <laughs> arduous <laughs> i think it's like sometimes we 
are used to trying so hard to polish one of these. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's like it's like too much work or something, or it's just like you're bashing your head against uh, a wall doing it, and you're like, I don't even like the song in the first place. Yeah, and now I'm stressing about it. I don't know. It's not worth the stress or something. I so I think that's the feeling I'm having. I don't want to speak for Navid or or anybody, but it's like because it was easy or something or efficient. Does that mean we like mm-hmm. didn't try? But we did try. Just it just came to us. I guess it came to us easier than I expected. And, and so I have this feeling of sort of surprise and sort of like, did I not do? But I did. I, I did. We all gave it our all. It just It didn't need as much fuel, actually. You know what I mean? It needed less stuff. And that was kind of bending my yeah. brain a little bit. I, I don't know. That's the feeling I'm feeling right now. I'm sort of flabbergasted right. that. Because sometimes we go through like, you know, tons of demos, redos, like all kinds of stuff. I mean, we've been some of these we've been working on for over a year and it's it's not for lack of trying at all you know it's like you're just trying to problem solve and i guess this problem this problem didn't seem any smaller than any of the other problems it's just the solving of it seemed pretty streamlined so that's pretty cool dang yeah that's great and we did have this was i think the first time on record that we had like you two got in the same room at one point and kind of talked through some drum parts that's true Cause you, yeah, you did that take. I didn't, it's like, I don't even think I heard the drums with the song, Gabe. Like you did that kind of shuffly beat. It would, maybe it would have been interesting to be like, oh yeah, maybe we should hear the song with those drums and see if it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't even do that. Yeah, it was, it was funny cause we had band practice and I was like, well, hey, just like, wait a minute. Let me like, because we were recording some demos on our own. For the record, I play, Owen and I play music together. Right. That should be known. I don't know if that was mentioned in the previous half of this. So we had band practice with the Adair or Owen Adair Kelly group or whatever we're called that day. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, you just hang out so I could just lay down some start polisher drums real quick and, and just like be quiet for like a minute. And I just like busted through it with the... The brushes did a great take, I thought, you know, and then I think Owen was just like, yeah, I didn't like that or, <laughs> or something, like that. something like that. It was sort of like, you know, it wasn't like a diss. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to work. Like, that's not the one. I was, I was like, like, oh. I was like, I'm just not feeling that vibe for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I shit. Just, I just need a dumbass caveman. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. So the whole thing. Totally. And again, like I would have never chosen to go boom, boom, boom. And it was one of those funny things where I was sort of like almost even like, all right, whatever. I'll just try it for Owen's sake. I roll my eyes. And as soon as I did, I was like, this is exactly right. This is exactly what what it should be. You know what I mean? So that's like a good feeling, you know? And I mean, we come across that sometimes in the band room too, right? Like you're like, Gabe, don't just do like Keith Moon fills over this. It's a song. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. It's a song. I should try to just do a drum beat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Totally, yeah. I think uh, that's just part of the push and pull of any band, you know what I mean? Trying to find that, like, those cool transitions and cool parts, you know? Yeah, you got to just, like, brainstorm or just try things until you, like, land on something that's good. Yeah, I love it. Or that just just works. It doesn't, like, have to be revolutionary, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If something is revolutionary and totally different, it just happens. Uh, I mean, through hard work and stuff, but maybe somewhat organically too. You know what I mean? Like it just takes some weird mind to come up with something totally different. But it's it doesn't mean it's bad if it's not super original and super different and new. You know what I mean? It can still be really good. Yeah, that's cool. I think about that a lot. Me too. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Navid was sort of like lending to, like there is a magic that happens in the studio. And I think originally that's what this podcast was going to be. It was going to be get together with someone and bust it out in a day. Right. And then I know I was thinking about that. I was like, and I was also like, that sounds really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's really hard to just do that. Like on the spot, come up with a better version and perform it and record it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely have its pitfalls and stuff, but um, there's something about, I mean, this works and it's been great. Like during COVID and we had shelter in place and all that. And this was like, okay, like, I mean, <laughs> you'd only do it with people that had recording stuff. So right there, kind of like, li- there's a little bit less accessibility to some degree, but some of the magic gets taken out, you know, but maybe that's part of that sort of like pushing like fuel into the engine feeling I was talking about earlier, where it's like, you really have to try to manifest some magic when you're kind of doing it. You know, like, I'm like, Hey, maybe try this. You're like, sure. Like in a week and a half when I have some time, I'll try it versus like in the studio. Like, what about this? What about like, you know, it's just sort of like, you just do it right then. Yeah. Yeah. Like decisions could get made a lot faster and organically, you know, like you're saying like magic can be captured a lot easier that way. And so for sure, that's obviously the, uh, the ideal is just being in a studio with all the gear all set up. Yes. Mm -hmm. But 
both versions work. You know what I'm saying? You can you can make magic both ways, I think, but it is something about the um, group problem solving in the same room. I mean, I feel like we were still group problem solving, not in the same room, but yeah, yeah. even having that little taste of that, even you saying like me going, how about this? And then trying it and you going, I didn't like that. That right. gets us a step further a lot faster than, you know what I mean? Like waiting a week and a half for you to be able to listen to that and then say, I don't like it. Not right. that like, I don't know, we're not like <laughs> catching lightning in a bottle with this one or anything, but it's like, right. it's still nice to have that sort of, uh, I don't want to use the word efficiency for that, but you know, like not dragged out quality, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. So it's nice that yeah. we had a little taste of that during this episode. That's a good, good point. And I do feel that with the, um, let's say postal service route. Right, right. Mm -hmm. You know, you like record on your own and you send it off for approval. One thing I try to catch myself on is not getting too attached to the parts that I've laid down. Yeah. Because there is something different from just sharing an idea. Right. Band practice. It's like, oh, do we like this, this riff? Right. It's like, oh, no, that's not quite right. Try it like this. Like, that's fine. Like, those roll off the back. Right. Whereas being at home, deciding by yourself, like, I think this is the the one. Right. And then recording it. Yeah. And spending that much time with it and then presenting it and then having the other parties say, like, oh, like, eh. It's all right. It's all right. That's not how I was thinking about it. It's like, well, I just spent an entire night doing this <laughs> i know yeah yeah you gotta just put it yeah throw down some rough idea and be like this vibe cool yeah totally yeah so what i've started doing is just like i'll g- get through oh intro verse one chorus that i stop working on it totally. at all. Mm-hmm. be like hey are you even liking this at all yeah <laughs> yeah the- before i commit yeah it's true i don't know how other people record but for me i uh i definitely that's sort of like where my uh, perfectionist and like ocd-ness comes out Mm-hmm. Which is sort of lame because I like a lot of music that's not super polished, you know what I mean? But for some reason, it's just like that's like when I'm recording, I just want it to be like exactly right, and I'll do like you know 50 takes until okay. it's until I'm like cool with it. And so yeah. yeah, that's obviously yeah that's pitfall of the remote. It's like you can't get into it too deep right away. Right. <laughs> you got to be like, all right, let me just get a basic idea first, yeah, and yeah. see if everyone likes it before I really sit down and do this thing. But then Navids are always so good and you only got an intro verse course. You're like, <laughs> fuck, give me some more fucking, you know, you want the whole deal to be Rammstein style. You want the whole yeah. deal. <laughs> it's a rip off. Well, that'll, that'll just be like a fun, that's just going to be like a bonus, uh, a bonus turd polish yeah. of, mm-hmm. of this song. So the like best a- thing about doing the Rammstein cover was I first did a bunch of research and watched a ton of Rammstein videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a bunch of live performances and man, oh man, like. I would absolutely go see them in concert. Yeah, that'd be hella fun. Spectacle. They put on a show, man. Right? Oh, my God. Um, There's this yeah. performance of them doing Duhast in Paris. Yeah, that's like, like the one. It's the one. Oh, uh, I watched the only it one. Like 10 times in a row. It, it is. so sick. Yeah, they really, uh, <laughs> they take it to another level. They do yeah. a lot of like pyrotechnics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like the lightning. keyboard players like on a treadmill the whole time. <laughs> He's walking on a treadmill. I love it. <laughs> yeah and there's like lightning shoot out of, shooting out of uh there's some lightning somewhere that happens they add some lightning i think it looks yeah. like it's a, a cgi but he like shoots a flamethrower or something they definitely do a lot of flamethrowing oh my god and things like that yeah launching it out uh, to the audience oh what a spectacle that's dangerous and scary absolutely they know what they're doing they're like fire um what is that called people who play with who like pyro do- maniacs pyrotechnicians <laughs> pyrotechnicians <laughs> no but not even that like people like uh you know who like do fire tricks with their like oh like oh, fire, fire dancers, dancers or something like fire dancers exactly yeah. they must be like they know how to control fire like, let's keep fire guessing type. you mean like firefighters yeah <laughs> well i got a few more you mean like fireflies yeah. <laughs> you mean like fireworks <laughs> you mean fire island okay you could use any of those you mean Firefest? <laughs> Yeah. Dang, I didn't realize there were so many. Oh, you mean flaming hot Cheetos? <laughs> uh, I can go on okay, a flaming hot happens. rant right now, but I won't. They got flaming hot everything now. They do. Every every snack is flaming hot. Yeah. They captured they captured the magic with the original flaming mm-hmm. hot Cheetos. People were like, this is the best flavor. Um, well, cool. Well, I feel very happy and successful and 
rich and talented and handsome about this episode. How about you guys? I feel happy of myself. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I feel... I feel... Do you feel alive? I feel... I feel feel happy of myself. Well, good. So we're in agreement. We're all happy and handsome and well-dressed and rarely late about what we've done here. I just want to say, Owen, thank you so much for doing this with us. And You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's just wonderful to have you, and you're such a talented, sweet, genius fellow, and we're lucky to have you on the podcast. And everybody check out Owen's music, Owen Adair Kelly. Thumbs are up right now. Yeah, everybody's got their thumbs up right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, you don't really have to do it. That's, I did it. That's radio oh, magic. No, what if we What if we release this clip as a teaser? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Thumbs are up. No, actually, thumbs that's up. Please send that to me because like none of us actually had our thumbs up when I said that, so that's going to be yeah. like, really good, <laughs> like a gem to use. <laughs> um, anyway, cool. Yeah, check out Owen's music and anything else, Owen, that you feel like you need to say or do or. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the plug, uh, Gabe. You can definitely check out my music on the on the internet. Oh, and Adair Kelly. Oak. Yeah, this was uh, really fun and just chatting with you guys and then working out the song and, and figuring out how to polish it. Pretty cool times. Hey, cool times Thanks. had by all. Just another fun project. Uh, again, yeah, that I wouldn't otherwise, or, you know, wouldn't normally be working on. Normally you're working on, you know, music you want to work on specifically or that sure. you're like writing, you know what I mean? So taking a song you don't really like and trying to like put your own spin on it was really cool. Do you think you'd ever perform this with your band? Whoa. Interesting Maybe. question. Maybe. I mean, you know, I don't know if we put it out and, and the the feedback is good and like there's yeah. just absolute demand and <laughs> and you guys get a million listens on this particular episode. So no is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like a million. We usually a get we usually get a couple. Episode? All right, it's like Let, an hour uh, long. Uh, a thousand. How about that? We'll, we'll aim lower. Gee, sure. Okay, I think our maybe, highest actually, is like four hundred. That's still pretty so, nice. Yeah, a thousand so, would be great. Yeah, something yeah. to shoot for for all of us, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. All right, mates. This was fun. I love you guys. This was cool. Super fun. Thank you. Yeah. Good times. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, see you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Toothbrush, some toothpaste, a flannel for my face, pajamas, a hairbrush, new shoes, and a case. I said to my reflection, let's get out of this place. Oh
for you But it's not my conscience That hates to be untrue I asked of my reflection Tell me what is there to do Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. Turd Polisher is hosted by me, Gabe Katz, and Navid Manucheri. It is produced and edited by Navid Manucheri. Our cover was mixed and mastered by Paul Hale at Greenhouse Recording in Petaluma, California. You can follow us on Twitter at, at @polisherturd or on Instagram at, at @turdpolisher underscore podcast. You can also check out our covers on our Bandcamp, turdpolisher.bandcamp.com. All right.